all through your body. The blows like a 12 gauge shot at you. Feel me? And God said he should send his one begotten son to lead the wild into the ways of the man. Follow me. Eat my flesh, flesh of my flesh. Come with me. Hail Mary, run quick, see. What do we have here now? Hey, yo. I was trying to say, you gotta, you gotta let that I ain't no killing, but don't push the line. Make it work. I'm, I'm trying to cover it up because, you know, uh, I'm not gonna edit seconds. it. We get seven seconds. Yo, 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 let's go. It's the Great Debate Show. Jarvis Jeffries, Terrence Smith, Nick Ely. We're back. In the building, better than ever, baby. It's the good guys. We hope that you enjoyed a great debate show. It's available wherever you get your podcast. Hit the follow button to be notified each and every time a new episode is up. And speaking of up, we are up right now. Again, it's the good guys. If it's your first time joining and listening, we hope you enjoy. And if you're coming back with us, we appreciate it. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us right now. We appreciate it. All right, guys, how y'all feeling, man? Man, what I feel do? excellent. How how are you guys feeling? What it do, man? It's all good. It's all good. I took a day off work yesterday, so I got some energy today. Wow, uh, a day off work, man. I don't know what that is. What is that? Yeah, I took <laughs> off, and I, I didn't. I didn't tell my girl. I didn't tell you. I didn't want her having me to do stuff. You, you know, telling her now? Uh, I mean, she knows now. I told her afterwards. I didn't tell her beforehand. Oh boy, Nick, don't you? Yeah. No, listen. Don't don't have your lady call into this show and 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 you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We left tonight. It's fine. <laughs> Good. I like to hear that. <laughs> well, Nick, we got a lot to talk about, Terrence. A lot to talk about. Uh, so much, Nick. I, I'll let you go ahead and get started with with everything that we have on tap for the Great Debate Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not a whole whole big slate today. A few topics, but a lot to expand on. Uh, obviously, the hot topic. In the country today, uh, on the heels of the women's NCAA final, uh, where LSU took down Iowa, and of course you had the uh, trash talking incident with Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. Uh, we had some back and forth there. We have we've heard uh, from both sides, from both Caitlin and and Angel Reese, um, and then obviously Jill Biden had some comments yesterday in terms of uh, potentially inviting Iowa also to the White House. Uh, you know, as champions in sports, you know, generally get to go visit the White House um, and the backlash that she received. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Luca and Kyrie and, and everything that's going on in Dallas, uh, about how, you know, there are some who think that maybe Luca should be the one held more responsible for what's going on in Dallas as opposed to Kyrie um, or even, you know, Mark Cuban kind of, you know, with the decision that he made to bring in Kyrie from a, from a roster building standpoint. Um, you know, what they can do and kind of how, how big a risk he took. Um, obviously, Kyrie and Luca, uh, they, they have said that um, the Dallas was considering holding them out for the remainder of the season. Um, Luca has since said that he will, you know, continue to play as long as Dallas is in contention um, to make the play in and then, you know, essentially the playoffs. Uh, and then finally, you know, we'll talk a little bit, you know, expand on that and talk about who will make the playoffs, uh, the play-in tournament or miss the playoffs entirely. Uh, seeing as the regular season will be over by the time you guys hear from us again. And, of course, Jarvis and I, with that being said, we'll be able to uh, talk a good bit about how confident we feel in uh, in our bet 
keep in mind Jar- uh, Jarvis has taken the Minnesota Timberwolves to make the playoffs uh, outright and not have to play in the play-in tournament. So they have to be at least the sixth seed uh, come next Monday. They are currently the ninth seed. Uh, but yeah, we'll start at the beginning Ouch. with uh, Caitlin with uh, Clark and Angel Reese. Uh, it's the LSU knocks off uh, Iowa one hundred two to eighty five. Angel Reese is named the most outstanding player. Uh, but the story within the story has been, of course, her mocking Caitlin Clark's uh, John Cena impression. The you can't see me uh, celebration, which I'm sure my other two co-hosts can very much appreciate uh, that that celebration being used. Um, and you know the <laughs> and the backlash that Angel Reese has received for it that Caitlin Clark did not. Um, Terrence, I know you were you knew a little bit more about this um, than Jarvis did before we got started. So I'll hand it to you first to kind of give your two cents. Um, listen, I, I you can you can people can hate it or like it, right? Like you can you can very much enjoy trash talk. Uh, me personally. I'm okay with trash talk. I don't really care for taunting. The, the John Cena t- uh, uh, motion is a taunt, right? Like that's you are making a gesture towards your opponent. Um, but it happens. It's part of sports. It's competitive nature. Anybody that ever competed in anything, you probably taunted somebody at at one point or another. Um, what I don't like, what I have a strong distaste for, is grown middle-aged white men sitting behind a keyboard uh, saying very disrespectful things to young black women, a young black woman in particular, who is just playing a basketball game. And to say the things that they said about her, uh, I don't know who their employers are or, or whatever, I guess, Overman, he's worked long enough to where it doesn't matter. I don't even know if he works for anybody. And, and the other gentleman, I think he owns Barstool. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, those middle-aged white men can say these things because they know that there's no repercussions coming behind them. They're not going to get punched in the face because they're behind a keyboard or behind a cell phone. They're not going to lose any money because essentially they've made, they've made their money. Um, and that's a problem to me. I don't like it. I just I don't I don't like to disrespect people. Uh, that was very disrespectful. That was very degrading. And, and I'll say this, and I'll pass it along because I don't want to get on the long. But you know, but besides the fact that I don't like it, the greatest tag team in the history of wrestling, in the, his, in the history of, of American civilization, uh, is the Dudley Boys. Uh, hey, the Dudley Boys ain't got nothing on misogyny and racism. <laughs> Misogyny and racism have been uh, been here longer than anything you can imagine. Not the Road Warriors, not the Dudleys, not Harlem Heat, not even the Steiner Brothers. They cannot compete with with that tag team of misogyny and racism. Hmm. <laughs> and unfortunately, both of those were on display uh, with with what those guys said about her. And not even those guys, but even the subsequent tweets from everybody from people that look like them. Uh, there's a vast difference in, in in the color schematics on who had approval for uh, Angel Reese and who didn't. And, and approval is one thing, but being being disrespectful is something totally different. Because I'll be honest, personally, I didn't care for it. Right? Like I don't just I don't like I don't like taunting. I, I just don't care for it. Trash talk is one thing. Taunting to me is something totally different. Um, but at the same time, you, you will not hear me say the things that I don't even want to repeat the things that they said about her. 
because it was just so so low on the on the on the totem of things that they could have said. You know, you could have just said, "Hey, I don't like that." You know, it's, that's that's not cool. Or to say the things they said about her, man, I don't even know how they sleep at night. But then again, yes, I do. Yep. <laughs> and so, with that being said, I'll just say that um, they need to stop uh, to the middle-aged or old Caucasian males that have been saying the things that they have been saying. Stop hating on on the black women. Brown women, stop doing that. And um, because definitely a black male cannot say anything remotely close to that to any Caucasian woman. Um, you know what will happen. They'll LeVar Ball your ass. They, I mean, Michael, Irvin almost lost, Michael Irvin almost lost his whole sticking career because he said hate a one. Uh, there, there you go. <laughs> a few hey, weeks ago. So. My point exactly. So come on now. Um, we got to stop. It, that, that's not right. That's not That's not cool. Stop. Let's stop that. And I really don't have any other further comments because, you know, it's just not worth my time or worth it to say everything that I would probably like to say right now. So, Nick. It, it, well, I'll say this. As far as the taunting and the, and the trash talking and all that, I'm fine with all of that. I, I played sports my whole life. I've done and said much worse than the John Cena. You can't see me. Mm-hmm. I can assure you. Um, I've had I've heard and and had worse done and said to me without it becoming physical or, with, or without it even carrying on to. Um, even if it did become physical, I've had I've just become physical with some of my very best friends. And once the game is over, we're going to eat together, and and nobody feels a way about it. It's competition. It is what it is. I, I'm not now. I'm not suggesting that. It would be okay if it came to blows. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Let me be clear. What I am saying is that the little tone and, and trash talking don't bother me. I enjoy watching it. It's fine. The, the the bigger thing that I took from this, from the race conversation that has grown out of everything that's happened, um, not only with what uh, Dave Portnoy and uh, and uh, Keith Overman tweeted, um, and what many other people then posted on Facebook and whatever that kind of mirrored those thoughts. Um, but then also with with the Jill Biden situation where she was talking about uh, having Joe Biden, the president, consider um, inviting Iowa also to the to the White House, um, where, you know, champions usually are invited. I think as black people, we have to, to an extent, we have to be careful about how we deal with different forms of conscious and unconscious racism. And this is what I mean by that. So the Dave Portnoy and the Keith Overman stuff is very blatant in, in what it is. That was completely out of pocket. We dealt with it how we, we dealt with how we dealt with it. I ain't got a problem with that. That's fine. But the Jill Biden thing is interesting to me. And the reason it became interesting to me is because the there's been a obviously there's been a push to try to get some more equality in terms of how women's sports are promoted and celebrated, right? Yeah. And so, and and I'll be honest, I didn't watch a whole, whole lot of the NCAA tournament on the men's or women's. But everything that I've seen people post about and talk about, and, you know, in terms of the tournament, in terms of the Final Four, in terms of the championship game itself, in terms of the players – Everybody is saying the women's stuff was way better, way more exciting, way more, you know, the drama was better, the stories were better, the games were better. It was a better product than what the men's was this year. And so what I had to say, what 
when I when I stopped and started thinking kind of more critically about this, me and my mom were actually having this conversation today. And when I started thinking more critically about it, I said, okay, maybe Jill Biden being the first lady of, of the United States and seeing this moment where women have women in basketball have essentially usurped the men's tournament. I don't I don't think the men's uh, viewing numbers have come out yet. But it seems pretty clear that the women's is going to probably dwarf it. 9.9 million viewers, uh, I think, was, you know, only thing that was better was like the finals games last year, um, you know, in terms of comparing them to, to the NBA. And so NCAA championship game, I would imagine, probably lower. Um, so if Jill Biden is saying there's a moment to empower all women, then I get it. She's still wrong, but I get it. There's, I, I would be less. I was more hesitant to condemn her or to tell her that she's out of, out of line or tell her that she's doing something blatantly racist or wrong because if, if that was her thought process on it. I think we have to be careful that sometimes because, although we as black people obviously have been feeling this for so long, because we are still in a in a growing stage where we're trying to get more white people to kind of be conscious of things that they may not be necessarily conscious of, then we have to be careful about trying to eviscerate the one, the people who may have made an honest mistake and may have been looking at it from a racial point of view. Um, now, that, now, I agree that that's a mistake that she has to be careful about because of her position, but by the same token, we need to know more about what her thought process was, which it sounds like um, as I heard later, it was, you know, sportsmanship and whatever. So she was wrong, but I, I, I'm hesitant about if it was a blatantly racial overtone or if it was a honest mistake in trying to empower all women. Yeah, I, I, I mean, listen, if, it was, if it was one thing about those Bidens, they are going to walk that line as tightly as they can somewhere down the middle to try and, you know, be just cool enough for the black votes, but also very much conservative enough for the white votes. And that, 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 to me, that's what that was, honestly. It's just a, there's just another um, another page in the book of Biden of trying to make sure you're welcoming the black people, but you're also um, saying, you know, white people, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really pro-black. I just want the votes. <laughs> that's what it came across as to me. That's exactly what we'll it is. Deal with that. We'll, I, we'll deal with that when we get to it. Okay, before you move on, Nick, I just want to say that if somebody taunts me, I'm taunting them back. Damn that. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, the taunts and the, the trash talk, I'm with all of that. Yeah, yeah. Damn, do all of that. Yeah. I, I hate that's all. That, yeah, hey, that's 1,000% fair. I hate, I hate taunting penalties. We right. wrong. Right. And as, far as, wrong. And, as, and as far as the visit to the White House, um, no, don't the, do that. That that was that was a bad suggestion, but it may not have been from a a racial place. Yeah, if, when when you win, you go to the White House. Even right. though I can't care less okay. about going to the White House as a winner, but when you win, you go to the White House. When you lose, you don't go to the White you go House. Go to your house. You go to your house. There you go. So shout out, shout out to Boosie. Fifteen minutes in, keep it going, Nick. For sure, for sure. Let's go move on to the NBA. Uh, as I discussed. As I mentioned a little earlier in the show, we got Luka and Kyrie. Um, obviously, this pairing has not gone well since uh, Kyrie was traded to Dallas uh, a few months ago. They went from, I think I saw a 96% chance and fourth in the West 
uh, on making the playoffs to now 11th in the West, currently out of the playoffs entirely with a less than 5% chance of making it. Um, who's to blame on that? I'll leave that to you guys. Who's to blame uh, between Luka and Kyrie? Um, and, and do you think that Kyrie will be back in Dallas next year? Well, uh, let me, let me ask you this. Oh, you can't tell. I got something to say. So go no, ahead. yeah, no. Well, go ahead, I, I, just, I just have a question, uh, Nick. Um, how is Teddy feeling about all of this? <laughs> That's a good, I ain't talking to Teddy. I got to check on my boy. <laughs> I got to check on my boy, man. You know, uh, when I talk about, the, talk about the Mavericks, I always have to see how Teddy's feeling first. Because let me tell you, I don't know if I told y'all or not, but... <laughs> When I my first introduction to Teddy was, uh, we were in the Southern Breeze. Nick, were you there during the Southern Breeze days? I was there during the Southern Breeze days. Okay, we were in the Southern Breeze, and we were just you know just kind of kind of talking about sports here and there. And uh, I was saying that Dallas wouldn't make the playoffs, kind of like the position they're in now. <laughs> and Teddy and I, <laughs> Teddy and I bet ten dollars. <laughs> well, long story short, they ended up making the playoffs, and I dodged <laughs> Teddy. I mean, I dodged him for weeks. Wow. Because <laughs> I was broke, man. I didn't have ten dollars. You said for weeks. <laughs> and uh, weeks, I, for weeks. Oh man. And uh, so I was. It was final exam week, man. It was the semester was almost over. I almost made it. And I got back to that that Toyota man. Teddy would have seen me until August. Uh, <laughs> but sure enough, sure enough, I turn in my exam. And I'm walking across the, uh, walking through the circle. I think I may have been going to the union or somewhere to get some food because that's what I did. And I hear out of, I mean, from uh, on the opposite end of the circle, Spud. <laughs> and I was like, I know that's not Teddy. <laughs> and sure enough, it was Teddy, but we we laughed about it, man. He shook my hand. He told me not to worry about it. Uh, but that was my, that was my yeah, introduction. Yeah, that was my introduction to Teddy. Um, but no, man, as far as Dallas, who am I blaming? I'm blaming both of them. Mm. I'm blaming both of them. I'm blaming Kyrie for the simple fact that he should have stayed in Brooklyn. Yeah, you, you, when he left Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken, y'all, correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't they top two or three in the East at that time? No. Top four at least. At least top four. They had made a very strong run. Okay. Um. And they were pretty high up uh, in the rankings. I don't know if they were second, but they were. It was looking like, hey, Kyrie has has wielded them well. Him and Kevin Durant have right of the ship, and they're looking like they might be a playoff team or even a championship contender. And then all of a sudden, he still wants to be traded. Like I don't, I don't know what his personal angst was against the ownership there, but I'm like, dude, you got. I was about to say half a semester. I'm still, I'm still thinking about Teddy. Uh, but you got a half a season left after the All Star break, so you Sorry, didn't man. you didn't you didn't need to go anywhere because you're a free agent at the end of the year. So mm-hmm. whatever the issue was, it couldn't have been that. What it was, he thought he was going to the Lakers. That's he he, he thought he was going to the Lakers, and clearly that was not the case. Um, so I blame Kyrie for that. I blame Luca because I just think Luca just doesn't want to make it work. Luca just appeared uh, on on the surface level. Just appears that Luca does not want to share the spotlight, uh, and dare I say, he just doesn't really. He ain't really got that that tough factor to me, right? Like he just doesn't. 
I don't know if he wants it to be easy or whatever, because Luca's a great player. I don't want to take anything from him, just his, his abilities. Uh, but he is showing me maybe a lack of intangibles, and I just don't. It's not something I gravitate towards. So I'm blaming. I'm blaming both of them. Yeah. Well, I'm blaming whoever whoever is responsible for making the damn trade because it should have it shouldn't have happened. It seems they gave up a little bit too much. I mean, sometimes, you know, that steak, that full-course meal, the steak and the big loaded potato and some some nice fresh grilled asparagus on the side or whatever it may be, whatever you like, that's a nice big meal. However, man, to get that big steak, that big juicy steak, man, you got to give up a lot of your lunch sacks, though, a lot of your lunch bags. And some of those right. lunch bags are in other teams helping their teams, and they're doing much better, in my opinion, from what I – well, it's a fact. From what we see, they lost too many of their lunch bags for that steak. And, you know, when the steak is – when it comes out a little, you know, a little rare, a little medium rare, or not quite well, or, you know, however, however way you prefer it, if it's not the way you want it, you've got issues because guess what? You can't go get those, those sack lunches. I, I think the I think the Mavs have uh, dropped the ball. They messed up. Uh, Mark Cuban or whoever's responsible for some of these trades, they 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 swung and missed quite a few times. Terrence, you were speaking of one earlier uh, during our pre-production and uh, Rondo. Rondo, yeah. So they've done this quite a few times here, and uh, this is not looking good. And we know Kyrie's still trying to make his way to L.A., but we'll see. Um, when Bronny comes out, it's over with, <laughs> you know. So, uh, I don't know, Kyrie. But, uh, yeah, this is definitely not working out. And uh, if Luka is doing those type of things that you're saying, Terrence, I'm not very happy with that. I don't really like that. Uh, but I did hear that he was going to play. Uh, he's going to play to the end uh, until they're not, you know, until they're officially eliminated. But, um, yeah, I just think that Luka and Kyrie, two great offensive players, don't want to play any defense really, and mentally they both can just leave the the arena uh, when it's not going well. That's not a good recipe for success. That's all I got, Nick. Uh, before I get into it, I just want to throw out right quick: John Ranch was called two bodies. It was bad. So if y'all get a second, I feel like every time we do a show, he catches a body or two. Every time, every time we're recording, John. Yep. I saw the notification, but I didn't get to look at it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I took a look at it, and, and in hindsight, maybe talking about John Moran catching bodies, considering we <laughs> recently right. got in trouble for probably is the best person. You know what? Yeah, anyway. yeah. Can you can we? <laughs> <laughs> might, might, might even edit that. But anyway. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, this Dallas yeah, crazy. is something else, man. I, 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 I when it when it first happened, I remember coming on here and being kind of excited about it just from an offensive standpoint. Uh, I think I, I think I even commented then that, you know, I don't know who's going to go, who's going to guard anybody, but it's going to be fun to watch on offense. Um, and as I kind of mentioned a little earlier, all this kind of shows me is that Kyrie Irving is not Kevin Durant. Um, and I say that from the standpoint that, you know, when the, on, in both trades, the team that received the superstar gave up their best perimeter defender and, and probably their second best, Distributor, second best playmaker, um, other than you know the star, the other star they already have on the team, um, and they gained the superstar. Well, in the Sun situation, uh, as I've watched them, it looks very comfortable. 
It's very easy. Offense looks simple to them. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's not even like it's not even like they're running plays. They're just taking whatever the defense gives them. Because whatever they whatever the defense gives them is a a top flight option in the league for for what that is. Um, and whereas with Dallas, it's like every it, it's a it's a series of isolations between either Kyrie or Luca, which is fun to watch from a fan standpoint. Um, but to this point, it's not been very productive from a winning standpoint. Uh, as I mentioned, Dallas has gone from fourth in the West to 11th and then looking like they probably won't even make the play in. Um, so as, as far as assigning blame, um, I would probably assign the blame yes, to the Mavericks front office. Um, just because, you know, and, and my only concession for them is that maybe they're doing this with a long-term output uh, outlook. But that was a serious risk that you took from a long-term outlook to A, be able to keep Luka happy as the resident superstar, and then B, to think that Kyrie Irving is going to be willing to sign with you for at least one one more year while you try to bring in other superstars. Um, I've seen some outside rumors. I don't, you know, uh, nothing really official or kind of known, but that uh, a combination of Draymond and potentially LeBron would be wanting to go to Dallas or or those guys, or Luca and Kyrie may try to get to LA. Some combination where those four will want to play together. Um, I found that I found that interesting. I don't know how much like how much cheat that would ever have to it. Um, a lot of it seems redundant. It kind of like it doesn't make a lot of sense. Hmm. But um, you know, if if, if uh, my point is saying that is that if Dallas has some sort of long term thought that they that they want to get out of this, it was very risky for them to go about it the way they did. Um, without with not having obviously Kyrie under contract, um, and you know him being able to kind of choose where he wants to play after the season. Okay. So my blame goes to the front office. Yeah, same here. Yeah, they, yeah, they 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 gave away all those pieces for a non superstar. Ah, there we go. Shots <laughs> for for the living set superstars. Terrence is not <laughs> the biggest fan of uh, LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. If they play together at some point, I would love to. This will be some very interesting shows in the foreseeable future. We hope. This is I mean, Kyrie Irving is a litmus test of superstars. That's that's what he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and again, maybe we'll come back to that debate with you two on another day because that seems to get pretty um, a lot of heat uh, between uh, is Kyrie a superstar or not? Um, but yeah, what what else we got, uh, Nick? I think. I think um, we're getting close to the end. We just got NBA and a little draft, NFL draft and NFL news. I yeah, think. yeah, moving past that. So, as I mentioned earlier on, uh, Jarvis and I have had a bet this entire NBA season. The bet was whether or not the Minnesota Timberwolves would be a playoff team or a play-in or out of the playoff team. Uh, I was on the side of them being either in the play-in or not in the playoffs at all. Jarvis has them being a flat-out playoff team, meaning being a six seed or better. Uh, so, in a bigger in a bigger sense, we're going to talk a little bit about the West. Uh, but Jarvis, I'm going to start with you and ask you how you are feeling about uh, about our bet at this point and about uh, about the Western Conference as a whole. Where do you think? How do you think the seeds end up coming out? Well, Nick, um, glad you asked me that question. I will say this: if the Western Conference is as competitive as you say it is then the Minnesota Timberwolves, they just couldn't quite cut the mustard. It's just so competitive. And 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 to my defense, in their defense as well, Anthony Edwards has been out with an injury. 
He's been in and out of the lineup. Cat was out for quite some time. Mm-hmm. If that helps any. Gobert was just – he's the new guy. He's the new kid on the block on that team anyway. I mean, they, they kind of went on a roll. Then they kind of went in a slump. It's just been too inconsistent. So, I mean, hey, I think injuries plays a, a part. It is somewhat of a factor. And, uh, again, back to what you said, if the West is this good and this competitive, hey, man, there's only eight teams that can get in. But it sounds like to me there's really 11 or 12 teams that – could have made it, but only eight can get in. But, yes, I was wrong, and I've definitely still lost this bet. Uh, I will quickly say they have somewhat of a shot, even though I'm watching right now on a Tuesday. Them um, lose a lead, and they're trying to now come back. Uh, 62-68 in Brooklyn. And uh, some of those lunch sacks, those sack lunches that I was talking about, I'm looking at uh, Mikael Bridges and whatnot, some of these guys with Brooklyn, really contributing to the team. You don't always have to have two or three superstars. If you've got enough sack lunches, you can be all right, just in case, you know what I'm saying, they overcooked their steak. I'm just saying. But here's the last few games for the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, the uh, I'm sorry, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, they're playing Brooklyn right now. Uh, they still got a quarter and a half to play. We'll see. This is supposed to be a win or a winnable game. I think if they get that game, though, Saturday, they go to San Antonio. I think they can beat the Spurs. Everybody has this season. And then they come back home on Sunday to host the New Orleans Pelicans. I think that's also a winnable game with Zion still being out. And, you know, somebody said something about he they don't know when he'll return yet. The season is over with Sunday. So, I guess that's going to shut it down for him unless Nick tells me that they are a better seed than I thought. Either way, um, borderline bus. Uh, I think that the Timberwolves can get into the postseason if they get a little help and if they can win out with these last three games here. We will see. But more than likely, I'm going to be wrong, and I will, you know, have some of that humble pie, man. Right, like now, probably, what you need to have is some Don Julio, because that's that's what you owe me. Uh, Don Julio, <laughs> Don Julio, that's what I owe you. Yeah, Don Julio. Yeah, no doubt. Well, yeah, a bet's a bet, man. Um, again, Cat was out for quite some time. He is the best player on that team. That has to count for something. But a bet is a bet. Uh, it was it was much yeah. easier. It was much easy for you though, Nick. I mean, you didn't give me one team that you could actually say, hey, they're gonna be this seed or better. I was very bold with that prediction. It it definitely, you know, hurts me now because I was wrong. It looks like it. But, I mean, it was easy for you to just say, mm, no, they're not. <laughs> I don't think they will. Uh, but, man, that injury, Cat's injury was very significant. Anthony yeah, Edwards, I was, I was, in and out of the line. That, that's that's going to be, yeah, that was wrong. Cat was out for a good, for a good bit of time. Anthony Edwards has played, played 76 games this year. He ain't missed nothing. Um, and and he and he's played well. He's definitely taking a step forward this year. As quiet as maybe Kelly, at the end was been balling. Um, so I'm, well, I'm glad well, to see that well, give me credit for that now because I did say that I thought he was going to be a star one day in this league, and yeah. I think I think he's got what it takes. So give me some credit I, for that. I think I agree with you on that. I think I agree with you on that because I've I, I liked Anthony Edwards yeah. since last year. I think you might have did because, so, uh, to me, like he's a young Jimmy Butler. I think he could be him. Jimmy Butler, it took him a while, but he he progressed each season, and then we started calling him buckets. So, um, but defense was definitely, you know, he's a better offensive talent than Jimmy Butler was too. 
there we go. And so if he can really, if he can really like defend better, a little more better, he's definitely he's gonna hustle. He could be a really good two way player in this league. Uh, how is it gonna yeah, work with sure. Minnesota? I'm not sure, but I'm wrong, man. Yeah, I'll have that Don Julio for you, ASAP. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, I, I'm going to be honest, as I, as I continue to look at it, I don't necessarily feel like it's it's really locked in just yet. Um, like I said, there are only two games out of, out of six. Uh, and, and three teams in, in between now is uh, Golden State, the Lakers, and New Orleans. Um, if Minnesota does find a way to win, you know, to win out in particular, uh, that, w- that would get them a win over New Orleans in that situation. So they would definitely be over them. Uh, the Lakers have oh my God. the Jazz to – the Lakers have the Jazz tonight. Uh, they got the Clippers. They got the Suns, and then the Jazz again to finish their season. Um, so they, so they certainly got some competition there. Uh, Jazz maybe not so much. They're playing them twice, but certainly the Clippers and the Suns uh, probably won't be walkover games. The Clippers, they're actually are one of the two they're trying to fight for position with. Um, the Suns, I think, will pretty much have the four seed locked up by then. Uh, and then Golden State. Um, Golden State's playing the Thunder tonight. They've got the Sacramento Kings. Uh, on Thursday, I mean on Friday, excuse me, and then they finish the season against the Trailblazers, who are obviously done, um, and they're tanking on on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> so the, the Warriors could could very well go, you know, one and two. Um, they could they could in theory lose to the Thunder tonight, um, and then to the Kings on Friday, um, and then maybe win against the, the Trailblazers at the end of it. So if something like that were to happen, it's not it, it's not unreasonable that Minnesota could find a way into the sixth seed. Right. But if you ask me to bet on it, I, w- I would definitely stick with my my bet from prior to the season and say that they will finish uh, probably in the play-in. Uh, I don't I don't see them falling out of the playoffs entirely. I think um, I think I was closer to the edge of saying that they would be out of the playoffs. Um, but you know, certainly uh, the, the play-in I think is, is kind of where they end up at this point. Okay. Good stuff. Terrence, you got any thoughts? Uh no man I mean I I think well, I was kind of on the West as a whole I think we should we talk okay about I got you well as far as let me, let me get Minnesota first uh, as far as I was kind of on the side of Jarvis that I thought that all they needed was Gobert right like I thought but I think that they got I think they got it confused all they needed to beat the Grizzlies was Gobert or for their big man to play like a big man yeah yeah uh, and I and I think that in the long run they took that as a barometer to say. Hey, if we could just beat the Grizzlies, we can win a championship. And they gave up way too much. Yeah, that may they gave be up way that, may, too that much. may be true. That trade definitely was for John, for John Moran and the Grizzlies, but yes, yeah, that's, that's only the, one team though. Yeah. And listen, ain't but one way out of this. In the offseason, I wouldn't be surprised if they um then trade uh Carl Anthony Towns. I still wonder if coaching has a lot to do with it. Um, I'm not very big on some of the plays that I see. I see too much ISO spacing, not a lot of good ball movement. Um, I, I don't know. I not, You're not just correct about all of that. Just a minute ago, I just saw Rudy Gobert just block a shot, and then in transition, it was good transition defense by Brooklyn. However, Anthony Edwards gets the ball. You know, one two step, pull up, bam. You know, nothing but nut, nothing but net. That's good defense. That's and then a good bucket behind it. That's what I thought I would see more of from the Timberwolves this season. However, mm-hmm. they've been very inconsistent. So, and that's the Timberwolves. But back to the West, though, Terrence. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as the West, man, this is this is legitimately the wild, wild West. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, when I tell y'all, I am looking forward to. 
I don't know who's coming out of the West. Right. I don't have a clue. And that's a good thing. Because so many times we we know it's either this team or it's that team. You know, and then that's maybe that team, right? Right. This year, one through eight, any, any of these guys have, they have a legitimate shot um, to come out of the West. And, and you know, I don't know who they'll play in the East. It could be Milwaukee. It could be Boston. Um, I think it's, it's and then that you know, there's that maybe with with Philly as the wild card there. I think, but uh, as far as the West, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, even even if a team like Dallas, let's just say if Dallas squeaks in, squeaks into the playoff, the play in, and wins those two games and gets the AC, and they play against Denver the first round. Nobody's telling me they're convinced that Denver's just going to just walk walk through Dallas. Like I would even I would even be okay with putting about a twenty dollar bet on Dallas to uh I'm cheap to uh I, I'll tell you what I put Ted is ten dollars on Dallas <laughs> to win the to win the series <laughs> cold blooded that's <laughs> all my friend with I I'll spend that little three hundred bucks with him that I'll probably get from it. um but yeah I mean it's gonna be a wild wild west and I'm looking forward to it. Okay, uh, uh, Nick, let me ask you a question. Well, both of you guys, let me ask you this question. Yeah. The Pelicans are eight seed right now. I don't know what they'll be by after Sunday. But um, I guess this would actually kind of confirm what you're saying as far as how competitive the Western Conference is. But the Pelicans, could they beat the Nuggets in round one? If, if Zion was playing, yeah, they'd have to have Zion. Okay, gotcha. Well, I mean, it's a possibility if they make it. Maybe that's what they're holding him out for. But then again, he probably isn't going to come back at all. Who knows? If, if, if that was the case, they'd be trying to bring him back for these last couple games to get him you that know, is a little true. bit of action. That is true. Um, okay. Uh, well, you can continue, Nick. I, as far as me, as far as the Western Conference, I don't really have much other than, I mean, we'll see. I don't really trust anybody. Um, the Sacramento Kings, it said that the, the Warriors are trying to stay at six because they want to play the Kings. Um, so they say sometimes be careful what you ask for, but we'll see. Steve Kerr, he's pretty good. Uh, I think Popovich has done has tried this before and it worked, I believe. So, um, hey, maybe he likes the matchups. Sacramento, good offense, bad defense. So, hey, we'll see. Mike Brown always finds a way to, you know, be a high seeded team in the po- in the postseason. No matter where he coaches, he sometimes he uh, he seems to find a way. Uh, and you you would be surprised that. This team is that bad on defense when he's a defensive coach, but uh, uh does Mike Brown get coach of the year? Uh, I would say so. Why not? Who else deserves yeah. it? He's got my I, I Yeah, I don't see how he does it. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. No debate there then. Um uh, but yeah, man, uh the Clippers are at five. Man, the Suns and the Clips, if it ended like that today. We've only got a few more days, you know, left. But Boy, that's going to be a hell of a series. That would be one hell of a series. But, damn it, for round one, it just feel like we're, we're going to be missing out. I don't know. Um, I don't want, like I don't, a waste. I'd rather see it in the West Conference Finals. Yeah, I don't want to end up – I don't want to see the best teams play early then we get to the back end of the of the, of the postseason, of the, you know, and it's like uh, – it's, 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 it's March Madness. It's, it's the Final Four. It's the Sweet 16. Because because men's basketball it really really was terrible ratings wise uh, this this year it was a dud and UConn versus San Diego State man 
I mean, I tried to watch that and I was like, damn, where is LSU in Iowa? The women. It was it was that bad. It was it was like watching paint dry. Um, so so yeah, yeah, it was bad, man. I couldn't get I just couldn't get into it. The whole tournament was pretty bad. And the ratings show that. Uh but anyway. Well, let me ask you this, Jarvis. Yes. I think Phoenix I feel like Phoenix is pretty much gonna be locked into this four C. Uh-huh. Who would you rather see them play in the first round? The Clippers? The Warriors or the Lakers, because those are the three teams that's really closest to to getting to their five. They're really in contention for their five spot. Man, I wish they could play like I wish they could play the Kings or the Nuggets or somebody like that, you know, or maybe the Pelicans, you know. But no, nah, I don't want them to play the Clippers or the Warriors yet. I would. I wish I could get that in the semifinal round in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, but so that's you, just my two cents. You rather them play the Lakers? That'd be fine. That'd be fine. You're not going to play the Lakers in the first round, then, then go to State of the Clippers. That would be okay, I guess. But I will say, watch out for the Lakers. I, I don't, I don't know if that was, an, I don't know if that's an easy round either for Phoenix. Um, that's, I kind, haven't, that's kind of my thing. Like you're, you're getting Kevin Durant versus LeBron James. Why, why don't we? You know, like, like that would be one. Yeah, I want to see that. Man, I'm for it. But uh, with the Lakers sitting at seven right now, I think uh, forty and thirty-eight. Yep. There's no way. Man, listen, would, y'all can say what y'all want to say. I want Lakers and Grizzlies first round. That's what it's looking like right now. Yeah, Grizzlies so, too. Lakers seven, as a Grizzlies fan, you want that? or? Uh, well, here's the thing. I know LeBron hates to play in Memphis. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so as, 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 as a LeBron hater, you want that? No, I just think it's an intriguing matchup. Okay. And, and, and here's the thing. So if it's two things I don't really – care for a lot one of course is the lakers two is is lebron's fandom i don't want to make it sound like i hate lebron the person but his fandom and then the third on the list is a lot of these grizzly fans who just aren't used to winning and it annoys me if i can get one of those out of the way early (laughs) either one of those (laughs) i'm great now i would very much hope that the grizzlies win that series let me just say that uh, yeah, either yeah. one of those I could get out of the way very quickly would be great. But Terrence, you know what's gonna be sad? And you know, I'm sure you know. Nick, I know you know. You know you're gonna have just as many Laker fans in the FedEx forum cheering for the Lakers as you will Grizzlies fans. And that's oh, what, yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's yeah, what absolutely. I hate because and I understand the Memphis Grizzlies were in Vancouver long before they came to Memphis. I so there's a Oh man, it's gonna be Laker fans in there. It's all it always it's gonna, is. I've never. It's gonna be Laker fans in there for sure. I, I, I see I, a Kobe jersey in the FedEx form, even when the Lakers are not playing the Grizzlies. Sometimes. Agree. Yeah. I'm not arguing with you there. What yeah. I'm saying though, it's is because I they think, got the Memphis too late. People already well, had their well, teams. I think I think the Grizzlies have grown their fan base enough to where it will be a mostly Memphis crowd. I think you may have oh, yeah. I think if you did a percentage I, I think you did a percentage breakdown, it'd probably be closer to 70-30 than like a uh Oh yeah, no, 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 no doubt. I'm not saying they're gonna take over the forum. No, hell no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that you will still see a shade of yellow here and there. And it's like oh, yeah. you shouldn't see that at all because you won't go to um whatever they're calling Staples Center these days in LA. <laughs> They're not going to go in there, and you're not going to see a Grizzly jersey. I doubt it. Uh, and, you know, I doubt it. So I'm just saying, like, and, but but you are right. The fan base has definitely uh, grew. Ja has a lot to do with that also. But, yeah, I've never been in there without seeing a Laker fan. 
even if the Lakers aren't playing. So it'll be a few in there, though. But 70 30, I'll even say 80 20. But still, yeah. it shouldn't be a Laker in sight. It's Memphis, is, is let's go. And But, you know, I, I would love to see it, but I'm telling you, I don't know if the Grizzlies are ready. I hope they are, but I don't know. Uh, Dylan Brooks has actually kind of been playing good. I wish Draymond would keep talking or whatever. But in the end, when it matters the most, the Lakers are looking pretty good, man. I'm not yeah, my, my concern for the Grizzlies would be the fact that uh, AD ain't in street clothes anymore. Brandon Clark, Brandon Clark being out for the season with with his injury. Um, but the good thing is, I heard, I heard earlier that Stephen Adams supposedly got another MRI today, um, and they're, you know waiting to see if that's clear, and if so he could be starting. You know, getting ready to to get back to the team. So um, that would be up for the Grizzlies for sure. Yeah, um, it's imperative that they get him back for the postseason. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Definitely got to have back for the, for the playoffs. Um, as far as the matchups, as far as just the West hold that I'm, as a whole that I'm looking at, uh, it's, 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 it's Golden State and Phoenix for me, I think. I think, you know, I, as a couple of games that I've watched the Phoenix uh, with Kevin Durant, uh, there's only been a couple of them. But their, offense, their, their game on the offensive side looks very easy. Um, obviously, KD... And Devin Booker and Chris Paul have some experience playing with each other with Team USA. Um, so, you know, maybe there's a little bit of continuity that comes with that. I'm assuming they probably work out together in the offseason as well, uh, either on non-Olympic or, or FIBA years. Um, and it, it just looks so easy. Um, Kevin Durant, uh, I think I heard him describe sometime recently as the greatest complimentary player of all time. And it's not really, you know, when they said it, it wasn't something that was being said as a, as a diss or trying to, like, you know, call him a number two type of guy. It's just more so that whatever it is your offense needs, you plug in Kevin Durant and you're going to get that with, you know, 28 points a game on 50% shooting. However, however it needs to look, whether he needs to do it, you know, uh, playing off the ball, playing on the ball, uh, whatever whatever you need, Kevin Durant can, can pretty much fill it in. Um, and so um, just watching Phoenix play, you know, maybe, maybe they do something a little on defense. Um, but that's something I feel like can tighten up in the playoffs as you know with in high leverage moments as needed. Um so Phoenix is Phoenix is scary to watch, man. Um they're sitting at the fourth seed now, so you know, we probably get that the Clippers and, and uh Phoenix matchup in the first round. Uh which, you know, just looking at it on the surface, they're gonna need Paul George back to beat Phoenix. Um if it, if it's just Kawhi and, and the rest of what they got going over there, I don't think the Clippers gonna be able to make it out. If Paul George is there. Um, then I think it certainly is interesting. Um, it'll be interesting regardless, not only having KD go against Kawhi, who was uh, considered the potential KD stopper back before uh, before Kawhi had his injury with the, with the Spurs, but then also, of course, against his former teammate Russell Westbrook and uh, to kind of see how, how uh, contentious that matchup gets. So, uh, Western playoffs is, is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I, I can't wait. Yep, we will see. Um, uh, watch out for the Lakers once again. And um, if the Lakers do make the postseason, I'm calling Lakers Celtics NBA Finals. There's just something. Don't hurt my my heart like that. There's just something I see in Jason Tatum's eyes. There's something I see behind Jalen Brown's mask. And as good as the Lakers have been, LeBron has really been humble. I mean, there's a different look. There's a different approach that he's taking to these games. I don't know you all. I don't know. 
we're only two years, three years removed from the bubble when they won. They'll get a lot of more credit for this one because they're not in a bubble. Street clothes ain't wearing street clothes anymore. I tell you, watch out. Watch out. If the Lakers make the playoffs, I'm calling Lakers Celtics. Um, again, the Bucks probably the better team in the East. But, man, I watched the Bucks get beat down by Boston uh, a few nights ago. So or late, late, or, late, or late last week. I, I Okay, I hear you. I know. But I like the Bucks. They was, like, was on like a back-to-back, and it was like five games and seven nights. Like, it was – it was they were, it, was, it was a schedule loss, and Boston was able to inflate it because of how good they are. Well, I mean, Michael Jordan played back-to-backs all season long. So, I mean – Michael Jordan don't play in the league now. None of, none of these guys is built like that. I know. I know. I know. Trust me. Don't remind me. But what I'm saying is that I'm not making that I'm not using that for an excuse. That kind of sounds like an excuse to me. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm not saying it's an excuse. I'm saying if you're looking at at, at the at the NBA schedule as a whole and you look at the trends, when a team is playing four games, five games, and seven nights, four games, and five nights, and the one and obviously they're on the second night of a back to back. Inside of that, almost always bet against them. They're gonna lose, um, and 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 the other team is probably gonna cover. It's just, it's just what happens. Um, and so, because even if, if you say Boston and Milwaukee are close, when you look at, Bo- at Milwaukee's schedule at the time, I think Boston um, hadn't played in like two nights, you know, at the time. So they were first, you know, they were ready to roll, and they're and they're already <laughs> at least in the team as Milwaukee. Uh, so it, it wasn't surprising that they blew through them, really. Lakers, Celtics, NBA Finals. When you get through, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going. Phoenix, Milwaukee. We get KD versus Giannis again. Uh, when it counts, you know, obviously we had had some good matches with them in the Eastern Conference Finals um, for a couple years there. Yeah, for a couple years, Eastern Conference playoffs for a couple years while he was in Brooklyn. Um, so I think we get him in the finals this year. Well, I will be going for the Suns, but I don't know if they'll win. I'll be going for the Suns just because I want to see CP3 get a ring. I do want to see that, as a matter of fact. If he wins, he's back in my top ten all time. Uh oh. Let's go. But oh. we but we will see. Still, I do. I still, uh, Golden State is the only team I trust. To be honest, still, if Wiggins comes back, I think he is on his way back. Uh, had a personal matter. Uh, he's coming back. Watch out. Uh, we will see. The the Golden State Warriors uh, right now sit at number six, uh, where they would probably play number three uh, Sacramento. They're not leaving that number three spot, I don't believe. Uh, Suns, Clippers, ah, what a first round. Lakers, Grizzlies, possible first round, and Nuggets, Pelicans. Uh, Oh, boy. We will see. Still more games to be played up until Sunday evening. Uh, But, yeah. That that's that's pretty much all I got on the basketball end. Uh, yeah, right before we get away from basketball, uh, I want to ask y'all what y'all think about something real quick. Um, you know, I don't know if y'all saw, but they did agree to the new uh, CBA, the NBA and right. NBA Play Association. Uh, one of the stipulations they agreed to was a minimum number number of games, which is sixty five games, for players to be eligible to win major uh, individual league awards. So MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, that type of stuff. You have to play at least sixty-five games to be eligible. Mm. What y'all think? Uh, I like. Uh, it. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. I, I I just think that, and I'm I'm sure they're doing that to try to stop load management, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Um, here's the easy way to stop load management, and in, in, in the way they need to stop it. Just say, hey, 
if you have to, if you are, if a team, because that's a team decision, is writing in a low management day for a player, it needs to be a home game, not a road game. And I don't, and I don't think it's a problem after that. Right. Because you get you get all those games at home, but you shouldn't you shouldn't be playing for the Lakers and then you. I'm just using it for an example. Then you go to uh, Charlotte or some or some some or Memphis. Yes, yeah, thank you. And LeBron all of a sudden can't play because of load management. When he's got fans over here, and this is probably this fan's only chance he'll ever get to see him play. When you can simply miss that game in, in L.A. And to me, it makes sense anyway. If you miss it at home, you get to spend the time with your family. You get to take you a physical day and a mental day. So, you know, I know I think a lot of times they try to get away from the travel, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, it's just it's just not right to the fans. And if there's no fans, there is no league. So I think the easiest way to do that is to um, make sure they do the low, make sure they do low management games uh, at home instead of on the road. Easy fix to me. There it is. I mean, I guess, yeah, I, I guess that's a that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good measure to put in. I, I would agree with that, um, and just, and for the reason that you said, um, because that that's that's really what the complaint about load management is all about. Is you know how how it seems it robs the fans, and and those are the fans that specifically get robbed the most because more more times than not, if somebody's coming to you know come to a game in your hometown, they can find a way to come to another one. Um, nine times out of ten, obviously I'm not talking about you know everybody's situation, um, but. For the most part, if you can get to one uh, at home, you'll be able to get to another one. But, um, you know, when that player plays for another team and they you know, visit your team a certain number of times a year, um, then certainly, you know, those fans feel feel the effect a little bit more. Um, yeah. From the standpoint of the individual awards, I'm, I guess I'm okay with it. Um, I mean, 65 games seems about fair if you're going to implement a rule like that. Um, my only problem is gonna. I, I just feel like the season is gonna happen with that rule in, where somebody's gonna play 64 games, but he's gonna average. You know, it might be Luca or somebody, and he's gonna average 32, 11, and 10 on the season at 52% shooting, and his team's gonna be number two in the conference or number one in the, in the conference or number one in the league, and we're gonna we're not gonna give him MVP because they only play 64 games. Like, I feel like that's like that type of thing. You leave yourself open for something like that, um, and so that's my only kind of concern with it. Um, but obviously, that would be something that, that I would think would be more of the exception and not the rule. So, right. um, hopefully, we don't see that. Um, and, and maybe there should be a stipulation of the reason that the games were missed, um, mm-hmm. if they're missed strictly due to injury, as opposed to load management or personal reasons or whatever the case is. And I'm not suggesting that there's anything wrong with this for personal reasons, but, um, you know, that's something that, you know, maybe you have a little more control over than, uh, than an injury. So, um, that, or, or suspension, obviously, you know, suspension, suspension, you know, the nose would count against you as well. Um, and, you know, so maybe there, maybe there are some stipulations in there about that. I didn't see a whole lot of details. Those would be my only real complaints or our only real concerns. Um, about it. I also thought that they implementing that in-season tournament. Um, I didn't get a lot of details on that. Uh, but did, you, did anybody else see anything about it? What was that again? The, the in-season tournament? Yeah. That, that, that I care nothing about. 
I know I don't. Did you get the details on it? No, nah, I don't even know if they released the details. To the best of my knowledge, they just have it in the CBA for a mid-season, uh, regular season tournament. Okay, I'm gonna I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't know what the exact details are, but either way, I'm so unconcerned with that. I, I just don't understand why that's necessary. It does seem like a bit, but I haven't looked into it. I haven't looked at the details yet, so it may be a conversation for next episode. Um, but I, I'd be curious to see kind of how, how they're going to set it up and how it works out. Uh, Terrence, before just, we a, before we finish the NBA, can I can I quickly ask you before we finish the NBA mm-hmm. out of the Eastern Conference because we haven't spoke on them at all. They're not getting any love from the Great Debate Show, um, but I just want to quickly say, Bucks are one. They would play right now if the playoffs started today. They would play the eight seed Hawks. Celtics are two. They would play the seven seed Heat. Sixers are at three. They would play the six seed Nets. All of those higher seed teams probably wins. Of course, in the first round. Mm-hmm. But the more interesting one, probably the only interesting one in the Eastern Conference, would be the four seed Cavaliers against your fifth seed <laughs> Knicks. That that would be officially in the playoffs. Who are officially in the playoffs, baby? And I told you, Terrence, that they were gonna be better this year. Now here we go. Julius Randle stepped in the Steve Urkel chamber. Brunson, the addition of him. Uh, Barrett still progressing. Uh, good spacing, good ball movement. You know they're going to play some defense under, uh, what's his name? I'm sorry, um, Thibodeau, Thibodeau. So, so, yeah, man, um, congrats. And uh, who do you see winning that series? It is going to be Cleveland that has the home court advantage, but I don't know if that really matters in basketball. To me, it doesn't, but people still like to say it, so I'll say it. Who wins that series? Yeah. Uh... I'm actually going to roll with the Knicks. Hey, all right. Yeah, I would I would actually take the Knicks. I think that as a team, they have a little bit more, and they're going to have to do a trying to do a good job on containing Donovan Mitchell. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I just I just I, as a against that Cleveland team, uh, I like the way they match up a little bit better. Okay. So, um, so now, if- now I would say this: if if it was when I was talking about my Knicks, and I might sneeze here in a second. I'm, I'm allergic to their mediocrity, but uh, so I was, you know, speaking about the Knicks earlier in the season. I'm thinking about them as a lower first round seed, maybe, maybe even out of the playoffs, but a lower first round seed going up against a Boston or Milwaukee or or maybe even a Philly. I don't think they really stood much of a chance to win those series, but they definitely can beat the Cavaliers. So if Donovan Mitchell beats the New York Knicks, <laughs> oh boy, I, this, I hope I hope that happens. Would this be a stinker for you? Would you say? Nope. No? Him scoring 71 with a stinker. Just imagine if that happens in, in MSG, man. He did that against the Knicks? No, I'm just saying, just imagine oh. if, that, if he was playing for the Knicks and did that in MSG. Well, hey, man, I, I, as, as a lot of Knicks fans, including Stephen A. was saying, they thought that the Knicks had Donovan Mitchell, but didn't work out. But uh, They didn't want to trade uh, um, RJ Barrett. Already been. No, was it Hard Goes? Already better. Cam Reddish? Reddish did get traded, I think, eventually. I don't know if he was in that trade or not. never like Cam Reddish. Yeah. I would like to know what R.J. Barrett is. I would like to know what R.J. Barrett is averaging this year before I would determine if he was a part of that trade or not. Was it worth it? But, uh, yeah, I I would agree with Terrence. I think the Knicks overall are, are the better team, and the better team usually wins. But I think Donovan Mitchell is about to put on a show. And I'm here for it. 
that's the most interesting or the only interesting series to me in round one if the seeds stay the way they are uh, after Sunday. Yeah, I think with the East, the, uh, the most interesting thing is going to be the second round. Uh, that first seed is very important because what you want to do is dodge Philadelphia in the second round. Uh-huh. And I'm afraid I'm afraid Boston is going to have to um, endure a little bit. Right, right. All right, Nick, what else we got, man? Uh, I, I know I got a little NFL draft stuff I want to do, but... Yeah, that's what I, I was going to say, Nick. I, I think I remember you said you want to touch the NFL draft, so uh, yeah. I'll hand it over to you. Uh, well, just briefly, yeah, I just want to say that uh, we haven't really focus much on the NFL draft, but there's a lot of things going on. Um, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but uh, we know that the Bears traded their number one pick to the Carolina Panthers. Are the Panthers going to draft a quarterback? Probably so. Then you have the number three pick that the Cardinals uh, own right now, but there are rumors that the Tennessee Titans are coming down, moving up, I should say, for that number three pick. The Titans pick at 11. So I don't know how much they have to give up to jump eight spots, but it sounds like they could do it. New general manager coming out of San Francisco, Rand Carthon in Nashville, going to make some moves, going to take the 49er approach, building that team back big brick by brick. I think that they're going quarterback if they're going to move up to three. Wouldn't you guys say? Oh, yeah, you don't, you don't move that high for anything other than a quarterback. Absolutely. If you're doing all that moving up, you're going for a quarterback. And who would their quarterback be that the Titans would probably draft? We know Ryan Tannehill is on his way out, probably after the June one, uh, out the post June one. You know, this that's a they're trying to create some cap space. They definitely can create more if they wait till after June. Uh, maybe they'll find a trade partner, but I doubt it. So, who would they be drafting? Do you think they're going after C.J. Stroud? What does this say about Malik Willis? Uh, if they do that, if they go that route, who who, who are they picking? D. Anthony Richardson. Uh, out of yeah, Florida. I, would, I would assume. I would assume Anthony. If, if they're trading up, for, trading the third, I think they're planning on getting Anthony Richardson. So you think Richardson could be the second quarterback coming off the board? A third. Okay. Yeah, I mean, at this point, they're taking the one that one of the ones that's left. Who's picking at two? Taking the one that's left over. Who's picking at two? Houston. Right. Houston. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Well, do we? Yeah. Okay. Well. Has, has there ever been a draft where top three picks were quarterbacks? I'm not sure. I'm sure. Surely it has. Surely it has. I'm not. Well, I'm not sure. But no, the Colts. I'm sorry. That's the Colts that own that number three pick. Um, not the. Uh, no, not no, the Cardinals. No, no, the, the, I thought. It, I thought it was the Cardinals. Well, I'm looking at number three, Indianapolis, and um, yeah, yeah. No, it's the Colts. It is the Colts. Projected. What pick do the Cardinals have? Uh, I'm not sure, but that was a projected a projected trade that I'm looking at where um, they think maybe the Cardinals will. Um, no, the Cardinals do Wait, have the, Col- the number. The Colts, have, the Colts have the first and the third pick. No, the no, 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 no. The Panthers have number one pick now. It yes, looks, I'm sorry. Okay, that's who traded for the first. Pick. It looks like the Cardinals does have the number three pick. No, they're at four. They're at four, and the Colts are at at three. Okay, so that's not going to happen. The Titans are not going to trade up the three. three. The Cardinals are three. I'm looking at it. You are? Okay. Well, I'm, look, I'm looking at it right now, yeah. It's, okay. It's Panthers, got, Panthers one, Texas two, Cardinals three, Colts four, uh, Seahawks five. Okay. All right. Seahawks five. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, look, the Titans are trying to move up. They can make this trade then with the Cardinals, as I was saying. I was right the first time, man. But uh, – so, 
four of those teams could potentially take quarterback. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, not the Cardinals. The Cardinals would have to trade with the if the, if the Titans traded up to it. They would be looking at that, which they probably are. So yeah, top three teams going quarterback. Who uh, who is Houston going to go with Bryce? Bryce Young. Hmm. Right? Uh, Maybe. I, I I think I still think Bryce Young goes first. I you think th- Stroud goes second, and Anthony Richardson goes third. Okay. All right. I want to know who, who's going to make the Will Levis mistake. Somebody will. That's that's what I'm looking at. Who's going to make? Will. Or or even bigger question: Will the team that is so if if we're, if we're talking about the, those top four, uh, C.J. Stroud, uh, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, and um, who's the other one? Bryce Young. If we're, if, yeah. if, we're, if we're talking about those four, and let's say Bryce Young goes one, uh, C.J. Stroud goes two, Anthony Richardson goes three. If you're the Indianapolis Colts, do you have it in you to look at Will Levis and say, this guy is not worthy of a pick this high, and to either trade the pick or pick at a, or pick a different position of need? That's what I find interesting, because... I think Will Levis is this year's Zach Wilson, Mitch Trubisky, Daniel Jones. Take your pick. Shout out to uh, William to William Jones. You may be right, that, uh, but but you know you may be right, Nick. But you know the thing is with the Indianapolis Colts is from what I think they're so sick and tired, and this is their fault. But they're so tired of you know with these one year rentals with these quarterbacks who are not even average anymore. It it just hasn't worked out from Phillip Rivers to Matt Ryan to Carson Wentz. Yeah, it's been pretty bad, but they it's been rental after rental after rental, and I think that they're just done with that and they want to just start young and draft. So we're 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 possibly going to see the first four picks be all quarterbacks. Because, I mean, the Colts are probably going to still draft. I mean, again, Nick, mate, you made a great point. You don't just pick the last quarterback available because he's the last best quarterback available if he's not going to work for you, for your system, your fit. And if he's just not good enough, you don't do it. But if they do like whoever that will be at four, we could see the Colts pick at four. We could see the um, not the Cardinals, the Titans if they trade with the Cardinals at three. We could see the Titans pick at three. The Texans are definitely picking one at two. And the Panthers are definitely picking one and one. I think it'll probably be. I think it'll probably be somebody was very high on DeAnthony Richardson, and I want to say it was Carolina. Um, don't be surprised if he is the number one pick in this draft, which would definitely blow some stuff up in this draft. But uh, I think that either way, Carolina, whoever they pick. Houston's getting Bryce Young for whatever reason. I think Bryce Young will be there for them. I just haven't heard that Carolina, you know, really is caring about Bryce Young for whatever reason. I think they're going either C.J. Stroud or D'Anthony Richardson. But for some reason, after listening to the uh, one of the scouts, some of the coaches, they really are high on the Florida quarterback in Carolina. The Titans are going to go with C.J. Stroud. I think he'll be. I think he may be there. Uh, at at three for the Titans, just in case if the Florida quarterback goes to Carolina. And then at four, who's that guy left? 
Nick? Will Levis? I don't know if they pulled the plug on that or not, but I wouldn't. But this, if they, but if they feel that the Titans are going to jump them at three, which is very, very smart to do if they really see somebody they want and uh, that they got to have, and the Texans are going to get a quarterback at two and the Panthers are going to get one at one, I think that you have to call Baltimore. You have to. I know Jim Merce has came out and said, no guaranteed money in Indianapolis. All right, whatever. But you just, that's the one rental that will work, that will not be a rental. That's the future. So uh, it's just flat out some type of racism or collusion if the coach don't call this man or try to get him. Uh, if you, uh, if, but let's be honest, though. I, I still think Ursay is like still trying to find the Knicks, paying the Knicks. Um, uh, Andrew Luck, yeah, I, I don't, I don't even think he wants a quarterback of that mold. So they might be the one to try to draft Will. What is Levis? Yeah, Will Levis, uh-huh. yeah. They might be the one to draft him because that's the mold of a quarterback. You know what? Well, then all, right now. well, then that, all four quarterbacks, all four quarterbacks will be picked in the top four picks. This could yeah, very I, well I, happen. I, I think, that, I think that's safe. But I think if anybody picks. That gentleman out of Kentucky, uh, it'll be Indianapolis. Well, then there it is. That's what he wants. If that happens, then I'm calling that now. Levitt's at four to Indianapolis. C.J. Stroud at three to Tennessee Titans once they trade for that number three pick from Arizona. Bryce Young Young at number two to Houston. And I think DeAnthony Richardson is going to be the number one overall pick from what I'm hearing in Carolina. Um. Uh, we we will see, but um, remember they traded away DJ Moore. He's a Chicago Bear now, and uh, you know they're just starting fresh, starting young. But this guy, uh, they 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 like him, so we'll see. Uh, for me, I think Richardson is going to be a very very good player. He could be Lamar Jackson, or he could be Tim Tebow. To be honest with you, uh, just not good. Uh, so we'll see. It depends on where he goes if it's a good fit. And uh, Carolina may think it's a good fit. Seattle, that's an interesting pick at five. Uh, we'll see what they do. They like to trade back a lot, though, to get more picks. Uh, but then again, if they like somebody, that's what they'll do. The Lions have the sixth pick. Raiders are at seven. Falcons at eight. Bears at nine after that trade they made with the Panthers. Knicks, Philadelphia Eagles are at 10. The Titans at 11, although we think they'll be at three. And that'll be the Cardinals pick at 11. And the Texans have another damn pick at number 12. Um, they got that from the Cleveland Browns. So, D'Amico, is, this is a good chance to hit the ground running. He's going to be on a roll, I would say. Um, but, uh, man, I, I think I might have lost it. I had a mock draft that I was trying to, uh, that I wanted to share with you all. But we just did the first four picks. It looks like they're all going to be quarterbacks. Uh, Nick, yeah. did you did, go ahead. What's that? Is that no, I just, just agree with you. I think they will be all four quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, but does Nick picks at ten? Uh, Nick, would you wouldn't happen to have a top ten mock? Would you or, or who your team is going to pick first at ten? I, I, I don't have a full top ten. I have heard some interesting rumors as it pertains to our pick. So uh, Jalen Carter, the uh, defensive lineman out of Georgia, uh, I know y'all saw he, he supposedly is not taking any meetings with any teams outside of the top ten uh, mm-hmm. leading up to the draft. The rumor is that we've told him that if if he's still available at ten, then we're going to pick him, which is why they 
he set that that floor as far as how far he'll go down to talk to talk to team. So, um, you know how true that is. I'm unsure. Um, his agent is Drew. It is true that he's not taking us. He's not taking me. Uh, that he did, he did announce that, or, or uh, his agent Drew is also Drew Rosenhaus. Mm. So do with that information what you will. Uh, for those of you who know about Drew Rosenhaus, do with that information what you will. Uh, but um, so if that's the case, then you know I'd be glad to take him and pair him with uh, with uh, uh, Jordan Davis, with the guy we also got out of Georgia last year. Um, obviously they were you know, teammates last year; they can play well again um, together in, in the league. Um, certainly as Fletcher Cox is aging and. Um, I'm assuming we'll let go of and Dominic Sue and uh, Limbaugh Joseph after signing them this year. And uh, so, I, you know, it's a great way to start rebuilding our defensive line on the, on the interior in particular. Um, as, you know, as Fletcher Cox, like I said, Josh starts to age out. Um, so if that's what we take, you know, I, I get these hands off the field stuff. Hopefully he can get it together. And uh, he's, he's a hell of a player. Okay. Uh, you also pick at number 30 as well. Um, I don't know if you knew that or not, but yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. At, at thirty, they, they, there's been a lot of different things floated around. Uh, most likely, it looks like we'll be looking probably at the linebacker position. Uh, okay. You know, around that time. So uh, I've seen a couple of names out there, um, but nothing, nothing really concrete. So we'll see what happens once we get to that time. Okay. Well, not much for me. The 49ers don't have a first round pick or a second round pick. Uh, which, 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 which is another damn reason why I think Trey's got to play. We got to see something before we let him walk uh, because yeah. I would just hate for Brock Purdy to not be that guy like I think or would like for him to be. And uh, Trey goes and shines in Tennessee or wherever wherever else, and it's like, wow, you did get it right. But you were too impatient and you let him go because if you're listening to too many people say, but it's a win-now team, so you need a quarterback that you can plug in right now. Man, get the right damn quarterback to plug in. If not, how about you get this guy a shot? Uh, but we'll see. But, yeah, no first or second round pick for me. But I will quickly just say that, and that's not a first round pick for your Ravens either, is it? Is it, Terrence? Uh, yeah, they got a first round pick. They don't have a they, – they traded a second for uh, Roquan. Yeah, Ravens, uh, Ravens, Ravens I think they traded a 22nd. Yeah. Uh, hey, man. I think that there's a number of things they could do. Uh, I would appreciate even even if they do sign Odell Beckham, if there is a receiver there for them to take, or a maybe a young running back that they could take. Yeah, I'm all for that. Uh, right. I'm all for them taking a uh, another safety or a corner or or, or if there's, a, there's some kind of an, an elite pass rusher or somebody that they can mold into an elite pass rusher. I'm there for that because I think that's. It's very, uh, very important. They've got to replace Calais Campbell. Uh, they've got some, uh, they've got some holes to fill, man. You know, right. at, at one point this team was pretty well plugged in, and maybe a veteran here, a veteran there, but that's not the case now. They've got a lot of holes. Not, not anything too extreme, right? Like, you know, as as good as Calais Campbell was and, and still is, uh, he's replaceable, right? Like. You know, yeah. who was yeah. the corner, who was corner opposite of uh, All Pro Marlo, uh, Marlo Humphreys? Yeah, um, you know that spot is replaceable. You can you can fill in a rookie right there and be okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so Todd, I, I think I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say Todd McShay has you guys uh, picking Quentin Johnson, wide receiver out of TCU. 
at that number 22 spot. And you know what? If he is there, I remember that game that he, they had. Um, the It wasn't the um, not the national championship, of course. Good God. Not mm-hmm. that game. Uh-huh. Uh, but the um, the game before that, uh, I, forget, I, don't, I don't know if it was like the Rose Bowl. I don't know what, what, what the conference championship game. I guess it was the Big 12 championship or whatever the case may be. But uh, the receiver that TCU had, man, all the, they had – I think they had two big guys that were just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, high point in the ball. So if if, if any of TTU's receivers are there, I'm I'm here for it. Grab. Them. Okay. Well, uh, just that. just real quick, Carolina. Todd McShay, his mock draft. He's got a two round mock draft on ESPN um, or ESPN Plus. If you have that, you can check out the whole mock. But he's got, of course, I'm sure everybody thinks it's CJ Stroud going to uh, Carolina with the number one pick. Uh, that they got from Chicago Bears. He has Bryce Young at number two. I think we all do. Uh, going to the Houston Texans. He's saying that the Indianapolis Colts will trade up from four to three with the Cardinals. I guess they're going to try to jump the, the Titans. There's rumors that the Titans are going to move to three again. He's got the Colts jumping from four to three to draft Anthony Richardson. And uh, I apologize for saying D. Anthony for whatever reason. If it's just Anthony, I thought I've, I've been hearing some people say D. Anthony for whatever reason. Uh, I thought so. not Tipler. Anthony <laughs> Anthony Richardson, number three to shout the Cardinals. Out, shout out, Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> and and number four, the Cardinals. He has them drafting Will Anderson Jr., an outside linebacker out of Alabama, Seattle. Jalen Carter, a DT out of Georgia, with the fifth pick. Not a lot of big names here. A lot of pass rushers here coming up here. It's number six, Detroit Lions, Tyree Wilson, a defensive end from Texas Tech. Um, Raiders, seven, Devon Witherspoon, a corner out of Illinois. The Falcons at eight, he's got them picking the Chris, Christian Gonzalez, a cornerback out of Oregon. DB's getting a little love in the, in the top ten. And the Bears getting a much-needed offensive tackle or guard. Peter Skoronsky out of Northwestern. And then Eagles at number 10, a pick that they've got from New Orleans. They are picking, he has them picking Lucas Van Ness, a defensive end out of Iowa. Titans at 11. Jackson Smith, a wide receiver, Ohio State. I don't think the Titans are sitting there at 11, though. So, um, yeah, what was that, Terrence? I think that was Nick that was saying something. Okay, Nick.
um, out of Ohio State. So the uh, protected projected trade books pronounced about a quarterback. He's got the Patriots trading with the Buccaneers uh, at at the uh, with the 14th pick, and he's got the Buccaneers picking Will Levis, Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky. Interesting. Now I could see him being on the board that long. He probably should be on the board longer than that. But if Richardson goes to Carolina, it just really just does the domino effect. And people are going to get a little desperate then, like, oh, wait a minute. So who knows? But uh, that was, that's the top 14 picks. Only a few trades that he had in there. I just thought I would just kind of share a little bit of that because we haven't done much about the draft. But uh, I, I definitely want to have me a mock draft for the next episode. And um, I do think, even though the Niners don't have a first-round pick or a second-round pick, I do think the Niners will be making a trade on draft night. I don't know if it'll be night one or night two. Uh, there's rumors that Brandon Ayuk could get traded. Uh, it's time to pay him, but he's on a long list of people who are up for big contracts in San Francisco. Nick Bosa, Dre Greenlaw, Brandon Ayuk, and uh, you know that list can just for the the way the 49ers keep their window, their Super Bowl window cracked. They know when to pay and they know when not to pay. DeForest Buckner. A few years back, they said, screw it, we'll get a 12th pick, ship them out to the Colts. They didn't want to pay that or they couldn't quite pay that. We 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 know that that was uh, not the right move because they went and paid Jason Hargrave a lot of money, free agent out of Philadelphia. Um, so Buckner definitely saw the irony in that. But uh, in, the, in the long run, the way the Niners keep their window cracked, as far as the Super Bowl window goes, is – Somebody like Buckner can get traded. So can Ayuk. Maybe even Armstead or Bosa. One of them. I'm not sure. Uh, Debo should have just traded him last year. That's what they should have did. It's going to be bad if they trade Ayuk on draft night, but I'm hearing it could very well happen. The New York Giants have called about him. I'm pretty sure the Tennessee Titans have called about him. And Brandon Ayuk is tweeting every other day now that it sucks to be third or fourth on the list to get paid around here. So he's he's trying to get paid, right? He's trying to get paid, and it looks like he's not wanting to wait. Um, the Niners like to play the wait-and-see approach. They don't pay immediately um, unless it's a defensive player like Fred Warner or somebody like that. But for the most well, part – They haven't paid Bosa yet, all right? They have not. Oh, have they have not. They have not paid him yet. But, again, it's that salary cap. You know, they're doing everything they can to squeeze every, every drip of juice that they can get out of it. And – this is what they do. Somebody's not going to get paid probably. They can't pay IU, Bosa, and Greenlaw. Somebody's going to get traded. Trey Lance could get moved also on draft day or uh, draft night or draft day. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I would love for Trey Lance to be a Niner by training camp because I think if he can be on the roster by then, he definitely will start week one. Shanahan has said Purdy be out, will be out till week four. And I think Trey Lance is going to say, Purdy, you're not seeing this field again, not as a 49er. Um, and it'll just kind of be like, hey, you got hurt. What can I say? Same thing happened to me. Now it's happening to you. Uh, that's how I see that going if he's on the roster. But he may not be. We'll see. Um, so I'm going to come out with a mock, and I'm going to try to come up with one of the most unhinged mock drafts ever, and it is going to be entertaining. I know it probably won't happen for real, but I'm going to make an entertaining mock draft, uh, something that everybody will watch. I'm going to write the script, so to speak. 
that's all I got though, man. Nick, what's up? Terrence, what's up? What y'all got? What else? Anything else? Lamar, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. That's right. OBJ, the OBJ offer. Did we? We didn't discuss that yet, did we? No, we did not. Terrence, go ahead. You can start off with that. I mean, hey, listen, this he would easily be most talented receiver in the history of the the Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns franchise. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But no, seriously, uh, I would very much appreciate if OBJ took that offer. I just don't think he's going to take it unless he absolutely knows that Lamar is going to be there. And maybe, listen, this could very well be a case of the Ravens making that offer saying, look, Lamar, we're trying, see? Uh, Terrence, how uh, many options does OBJ have? Why, why, why? I don't, why? I don't think I don't think he has many for the money that he wants. Yeah, because he's he's waiting on two teams that doesn't he doesn't like the quarterback. The quarterback yeah, future is. Two teams that are also waiting on their quarterbacks. Yeah, very questionable that quarterback. But those are the two teams that he's waiting on: Jets and Ravens. I mean. Yeah, that's a lot of variables there. Because listen, in, in a few days we could have a situation where uh, the Cardinals might might cut. Um, Hop, D hop, uh, D hop, and and now you know, now you have to wait to D hop size because you know everybody's going to come out to D hop first, more than likely. Yeah, because they're saying it's almost impossible to trade D hop right now. It's impossible to trade when that contract to eat that dead money. Yeah, they're going to have to eat that money and, and, and cut him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but no, I'm I'm very happy to know that they made an offer. I hope he takes it. Uh, I'm I'm still not worried about Lamar playing for anybody else. Uh, I still say that he received some bad advice from whoever his assistant is supposed to be. What's his name? Ken, whatever his name is. Uh, that dude seems like a creep to me. I just got to say that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yes, I, I don't. I think he'll be there. I think everybody in the league within the, within the know knows he'll be there. And it's just Lamar's side versus the Ravens side trying to squeeze out whatever kind of dollar they can. Okay. That's all. Okay. So we will. We will see. We will see. I think, and I think OJ. I think OBJ will be there. And was that number three that we saw on the website? It was OB, oh, an wow. OBJ jersey, uh, a, a Baltimore Raven OBJ jersey with the number three on it. And yes, it was for sale for a hot minute. And so we know. If, we, if nobody else knows, I think me and you know, Terrence Nick probably still doesn't want to know, but he knows. <laughs> that Lamar Jackson is going to be, I mean, uh, OBJ is going to be a damn Raven. And if he is, what does that say about this league and what's going on? Somebody leaked why, that. Why would I not want to know that? I don't, I don't got a problem with uh, OBJ being a Raven. No, but but come on, man. You know what I mean. You know it won't be a coincidence. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because, yeah. Oh, you know yeah, it won't yeah. be a coincidence if he really ends up a Raven when we've known for like a month, I believe now, that his jersey was accidentally leaked for sale on the Ravens website. And that person is probably not alive right now uh, who who done that by mistake. But, however, if he becomes a Raven, and that's probably what's taking so long, they want people to forget about that. They hope nobody saw it. They don't know. They're not taking any chances on, you know, making that a prop bet or anything. So, uh, if well, he's I wish a, they would leak these uh, Super Bowl uh, caps on here already. Man, now, now, when I tell you they won't be alive, they definitely won't be alive. <laughs> If anybody as as does that, one, as long as I get one, I don't care. Hey, that's when that, that that'll be the biggest swerve in Super Bowl history. If we if we, if we see that cheat sheet, <laughs> you know, like they're they're gonna swerve us like for real, for real. Uh, right. Yeah, but yeah, look, good stuff. Football, good talking about the NFL draft, talking about uh, Lamar Jackson, 
um, OBJ. Looks like that's what it's going to be. But again, if I'm Lamar Jackson, that doesn't make me sign that tag any faster. That doesn't make me agree to a deal any faster because he's not enough. You know, if D-Hops gets, gets cut, sign him too. Then maybe I'll think about that three-year 133, you know, or let's make it three years uh, 150. Then maybe you got a deal. Or can I get four years 160, you know? Uh, it doesn't have to be fully guaranteed, but I need a lot of money, period. Because all they're going to do with somebody like Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow especially, they'll make it a $300 contract and give them $250 million guaranteed and just tell everybody, but it's not fully guaranteed. But it's $250 million guaranteed. Nobody cares right. about him getting $300 million. You're just balloon. You're just putting a balloon on that price so we can shut the F up. You know? But that's what they'll do. But anyway... I digress. Lamar Jackson and OBJ, as good as it kind of sounds, let's be honest, OBJ will be hurt before week six, and they need to do more. That's not enough for me if I'm Lamar Jackson. OBJ will be injured. And it's a reason why the Dallas Cowboys said, let's trade for Brandon Cooks instead of just signing OBJ after watching his workout, which I thought that they said it, they were pretty impressed. Teams were impressed, or it was pretty impressive, but – why is nobody signing OBJ? He's he already too much money in the beginning. Maybe he's already a damn Raven, you know. And it's some type he of. Want, he wanted too much money. He wanted too much money in the beginning, and now teams have made most of a lot of their moves, and so the, the money for receiver ain't necessarily there no more. And the Ravens don't give anybody too much money though. So now that's clearly not. <laughs> yeah. So how is he going to end up a Raven then if he's asking for too much money, man? It's probably some type of gematria BS that I need to find and look up. They probably didn't offer him enough. That's why he ain't signed it yet. Yeah, I'm that, sure. That and they hadn't paid Lamar. Right, right. We'll see. But uh, that that's it for now. We're gonna have mock drafts next week. Uh, mock drafts, full first round mock drafts. Uh, we probably will go live and set up. Have y'all ever done the draft simulators uh, on some of these apps, some of these websites, or whatever? Uh, I used to do them a few years ago. They were pretty fun. Uh, I, I can remember. I haven't I, done one, but I lo- I love to try that out. Yeah, yeah we, it we, sounds fun. I we, haven't done it either. Yeah, let's 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 play with that a little bit, and then go live on the next week's episode, and 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 show everybody, uh, you know, our drafts and the trades that we would like to make. I remember the last one I done. I had Alvin Kamara, uh, coming out in like the second or third round. I don't know exactly when he got picked, but I was dead dead on, spot on about uh, him. And um, uh, man, I wish I I wish I had that. Uh, in my photo albums or something, but uh, that, that, <laughs> right, you gotta guess a keepsake. Man. I had quite a few good picks that uh, that season, uh, but anyway, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that to have a little fun, and the playoffs will be about to kick off when we come back, or maybe we will actually get to see one game or I, so. I, I, I think they're doing. I think it's like a week break between the end of the regular for the, season for the and play the end, right? playoffs. A week. <laughs> uh, you're right. You're right. I think, I think the play-in will start a couple days after the end of the regular season. Okay. But the actual playoffs will start for like a week after. They're, they're going to get a little break there. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, well, breaking news, the Minnesota, my Minnesota Timberwolves did. That's what I meant to tell you. They did beat the Nets. Yes. Uh, so they got that dub. Uh, good win for the Timberwolves. And now let's go. Let's get to San Antonio and get that dub and then go home and beat the Pelicans. And, hey, Let's see what happens. Hopefully the Warriors will lose tonight. We'll see. 
the Lakers are currently up 64 to 56 uh, headed into halftime. Who are they playing? The Jazz. The Jazz. Okay. I haven't the been Pelicans, to The Pelicans are down by 30. Yeah, the Pelicans. Yeah, the yeah, the Pelicans are playing Sacramento. Uh, yeah, they're down by twenty with about five minutes to go on the fourth. Right, the Denver Nuggets are down ten in Houston also right now mm-hmm. with about six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, they, I mean that, that don't matter for Minnesota. They ain't gonna catch Denver, obviously. But yeah, um, I've been seeing the Nuggets lose quite a bit here lately. How do they still hold on to that number one seed? Memphis is not doing their job then, or something. Um, but yeah, that's 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 all I got. I was trying to see if I could find a few more. Uh, Cleveland beats Orlando on the road. Uh, the Nuggets are not going to win that game in Houston. Here's the Lakers. Yep, 68-56, 13 seconds till halftime. AD, he said street clothes my ass. Hey, back to final form Davis, man. And I'm trying to not say anything because when I, when I first started calling him, Final form, Davis. He, he got hurt. Got hurt like, yeah. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to not, because I, even though I hate the Lakers, I don't wish injury or pain or any of that on anybody. So I don't, I don't want Anthony Davis to be out. And, uh, so I'm, I'm not going to jinx him this time. Well, Terrence, since you say that, and we got, I know we're about to get out of here. I think now that you say that, I think that's probably going to be the teams that make it to the finals. You know, it'll be the teams that are the most durable. There's been a lot of injuries this year, so you make a good point when you say that. No, hey, you man. said Lakers Celtics, remember? Well, I mean, the Lakers are durable. <laughs> I mean, LeBron uh, LeBron was out for a few games, yeah, a few weeks LeBron's or whatever it was. LeBron's mid-season vacation. LeBron, Le- 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 LeBron, we know LeBron's been durable for the most of his career, though, you know. And AD, let's just say he doesn't get hurt again. Maybe he's gotten all his injuries out of the way, and he's ready to go now. Final form. So, I, I would say that, you know, the Lakers, are they're pretty durable, though, I think, for the most part. I think they'll be all right. If they can just keep playing the way they're playing and nobody gets hurt, watch out. And the Celtics, I don't – Tatum, does he ever get injured? Jalen Brown, um, for the most part, pretty healthy. Marcus Smart, man, these guys are more durable. I, I can't trust the KDs and the Chris Pauls at their age and, and, and things like that anymore. Klay Thompson, he's definitely gotten back to somewhat of Klay Thompson, the closest I think that he'll probably get. Uh, but Steph – Hey, man, nobody's talking about Steph, how he's been in and out of the lineup this entire season. And, um, yeah, he's tucked some he's tucked some injuries. This was the problem early on in his career before they took off and became a dynasty. Uh, it was questions about that. So, And then Luka and Kyrie, they're, they're, they're hurt every other night. So, I don't – I mean, there's just not a lot of – there's not a lot of durability um, in the playoffs, to be honest with you. I, I can't trust – uh, hard no get hurt, maybe, maybe not. Uh, Embiid, well, he's been pretty, he's been pretty durable for the for the past few years here. Um, boy, did he make a good a big turnaround because it was looking like he was gonna be open for a minute too. I thought, but uh, Boston, Milwaukee, more durable. Those guys, they'll be there to the end, and and still be healthy. I believe from from Giannis to. If Middleton can not get hurt again, which I think that's out the way, he's gotten past that. And uh, Brooke, I mean, uh, Lopez, Drew Holiday, very durable. Um, so underrated still yet to this day. Nobody talks about how good he is for that team and how yeah. good he is as a damn point guard. And uh, so 
Yeah, man, I like the Bucks and the Celtics. One of them will make it to the finals. Yes, if the Lakers make the playoffs, I'm standing on Lakers-Celtics. I think Jamie Foxx and Kevin Garnett are telling us the entire time in the in the BetMGM commercials. <laughs> we will see. We will come back to this if this happens. At the one-hour, 35-minute mark, Jarvis Jeffries said, Lakers-Celtics and Jamie Foxx and Kevin Garnett have been telling us this all along. I'll play it back in, in early June. Maybe. Timberwolves. Still got a shot, baby. Still got a shot. I They asked me if I wanted my receipt, Nick, at the cash register. I said, wait a minute, hold on. I'm not sure if I want to make that purchase just yet. About That's that Don, that's that Don Julio. Still, still, got, right. still got a little shot. A fighting chance. <laughs> we going to see. We will see. All right, guys. That's it. NFL draft. We're getting ready to talk more of that. It's the month of April. Uh, look for me and Terrence in the middle of this week to give you a post-WrestleMania, post-Monday Night Raw episode. It is very, very, very due. And it is so much to talk about. The WWE sale, Roman Reigns, still WWE undisputed. <laughs> Universal Champion of the world, yet hey, still. nobody can do it like Samantha Irvin, man. Man, she is goat right now. She really is. She really is. I mean, I, I, she tickles me every time she hits that undisputed. <laughs> I'm like, man. Like, I mean, Roman's she, she put a little, She's put a little soul in it, right? Like, man, what? Roman's got to love it, man. I mean, sometimes oh, he breaks character. He sometimes you he breaks character. He yeah, like, it's hard for him. I, I can tell he's almost about to break character. He's tickled. Yeah. He's like, man, she's very, very good. She's really, really putting me over. Uh, <laughs> and Paul Heyman saying it at the exact same time that she's saying it word for word. You got to love it. got to love it. Got to love it. We'll be back to talk about all of that, man, that they screw up with Cody Rhodes and more. Uh, but that's all we've got for now. Um, that's that's pretty much it. Look for, look for some trades, though, on night one. I think the A.J. Brown trade to Philadelphia was the beginning of something. Maybe maybe they've created a monster because I think we're going to start to see this more and more. Um, D-Hop can't be the one, I don't think, but look for another receiver to possibly get traded on draft night. Don't know who. Watch out for Stephon Diggs. He's still unhappy quite. He's still a little unhappy. We know how he ended that playoff game against Buffalo, I mean against Cincinnati. The locker room rant and a lot of things that were said. Some people say, uh, you know, it's it's all good. That's just that's just fine and very passionate. And some people say he's just he's just difficult. This is the same stuff that Kirk Cousins was sick of, and they got rid of him. He was sick of Kirk. Kirk was sick of him. Let's see if Josh Allen can continue to put up with it. Josh Allen's probably like, man, I need a Super Bowl, and I ain't getting it without him. You know, so shh, forget what y'all are talking about. But watch out for Diggs. He could be the next one to get moved on draft night. If it happens, you heard it here first. All right, but that's it. We're done. Great debate show. Mock drafts, uh, simulator mock drafts live. We'll get back to the live scene. I'm going to try to figure out. I'm going to figure out how to go live on TikTok because we we get a lot of love on TikTok. Shout out to TikTok. Um, and, uh, yeah, let them see what we do here. Uh, LinkedIn. Definitely been, um, you know, putting that out there as well. Uh, good feedback. Anybody that wants to call in when we go live next week, 901-308-4916. We're going to make that available on all the platforms. 
next week. Hopefully we have some breaking news about Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson or OBJ or sign or, or something. I don't know. But I just gotta I gotta I just gotta remind Terrence. And I, hopefully I don't have to do it all season long, but the Cowboys <laughs> traded for Brandon Cooks instead of just signing OBJ. That's twice they passed on him. They passed on him before the postseason. They passed on him during the offseason. That bothers me. All right. Something's wrong with OBJ. I'm not saying washed, but something's wrong. Now, we know the last time we saw him, he was he could steal a ball. But, damn it, that's been over a year. So, we will see. If that's it, guys, uh, we're out of here. And, y'all, please, as hard as it is to get up and do your day-to-day and make your commute to work, from work, gym, school, whatever it is that you do, it's hard to make it to that spot and then back home. If you do, man, consider yourself blessed. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Y'all be safe out there. Hey, peace out, guys. Yeah, no.